The Palestinian Authority is lashing out to Benjamin Netanyahu's proposal for Gaza's post-war future, calling it a plan for the reoccupation of Gaza. This after the Israeli prime minister unveiled a day-after plan to members of the security cabinet Thursday night. It includes the complete demilitarization of the enclave, closing off Gaza's southern border with Egypt, as well as the overhaul of Gaza's civil administration and education systems. This comes as Israel joins talks in Paris aimed at a ceasefire in its war with Hamas and the potential release of hostages as well. There's a growing sense of urgency to find an agreement here after Israel threatened to expand its assault in Gaza's southernmost city, Rafah, if hostages are not released by the start of Ramadan in about two weeks from now. Uh, CNN's Nick Robertson is in Tel Aviv for us with the latest. So let's just talk about this plan, Nick. Uh, demilitarization of Gaza, indefinite military control by the Israelis. Uh, also, Israel would have basic control of all sort of access points to Gaza as well. Just give us more detail in terms of what is in this plan and how the U.S. will likely respond to certain parts of this. Yeah, um, we've actually already heard from Secretary of State Antony Blinken referring to a couple of parts of it. He said he'd just seen reports about it and he'd yet to get into the detail of it. Um, one of the things that stands out in this uh, proposal by Prime Minister Netanyahu is uh, the full control of Gaza, all the borders, which means taking control of the southern border um, along the board, what is now the border between Gaza and Egypt. And, and he says that is to stop any smuggling underground using tunnels or overground. That would be a significant change um, and could well be contested. And of course, that thing alone, um, and there are other issues as well, but that just that one point alone brings into question um, the idea of a Palestinian statehood if, if it can't control its borders. But, of course, uh, another point that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu put in his plan is that there will be no independent, or Israel will certainly not recognize, any independent recognition of a Palestinian state. And that's a message to the United States. One of the other points, and this is one of the points that um, uh, Secretary Blinken picked up upon, is that in the plan there is... Uh, that there will be, according to Prime Minister Netanyahu, a border area inside Gaza, giving security for Israel outside of Gaza for as long as is deemed necessary. And that is something that the United States had previously opposed uh, specifically. So that um, also seems to sort of fly in the face of, uh, of, of what Israel's allies are saying. Uh, another point that's raised as well is Israel um, passing over or giving some sort of civilian control to unnamed, unspecified civilian uh, bodies or persons. Uh, but also it talks about de-radicalizing inside schools, um, inside um, uh, uh, welfare institutions. Again, that, that does not really sound like an independent Palestinian state. In fact, this is, I think, the point that, that um, what that the Palestinian Authority are making, that this is really a reoccupation by, by Israel, although Israel is saying it will completely, um, completely demilitarize the whole area, but it clearly wants to be able to have 
uh, operational ability inside the freedom of operational movement for, for security measures. So this is what the Palestinian Authority is talking about. So this is, it, it appears, a very maximalist plan that's been put forward by the Prime Minister. Um, this is not set in stone. It's something that will be discussed, but I think it indicates even to allies like the United States um, that Israel's position is on, on Gaza is really as strong and as hard as it has ever been. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will look at this plan and see it as a reoccupation of Gaza, or, or at the very least, preventing any kind of Palestinian sovereignty, at least in the short term. What sort of regional reaction uh, are we getting? Uh, so far, uh, we've yet to hear from some of the regional partners, in particular Qatar, that is, uh, that is the interlocutor at the moment between Israel and Hamas to get the hostages released. And the language that's been put forward, although it doesn't specify um, Qatar by name, but um, the language seems to imply that Qatar would not be um, part of the plan going forward for having an involvement as it has had until now, uh, uh, helping, essentially helping finance through Israel and the United States, uh, the, the, the authorities inside, inside Gaza. That would appears to be ruled out. Israel is saying that the, that the Arab partners that it would have uh, to help administer and finance what happens inside Gaza would be of its choosing. And the indication is that Qatar, not named, but would not be one of them. So um, how they'll respond isn't clear. Obviously, the plan to control the southern border is going to affect Egypt. We haven't heard them yet reply specifically to this, but it will have potentially territorial implications for them and other implications as well. And we know that right now the Egyptians are building a buffer zone, an additional security zone along that southern border, um, potentially in preparation for, for those Palestinians who are stuck in Rafa if they try to get over the fence and escape out of Gaza if there's a, an Israeli ground incursion. But this could also be um, potentially uh, because Israel is going to is going to take control of that of that border. Right. Uh, Nick Robertson, live for us there. Thank you so much. All right, Israel is rejecting disturbing allegations reported by UN experts of its forces killing, imprisoning and raping Palestinian women and girls, saying the allegations are motivated by hatred for Israel. Earlier this week, UN experts said they were distressed by reports of multiple forms of sexual assault against Palestinian women and girls in detention, including being stripped naked and searched by male Israeli army officers. Those UN experts are calling for an independent investigation and the unique toll on women in this conflict cannot be ignored. Statistics from the UN show that around 70% of those killed in Gaza are estimated to be women and children, and that two mothers are killed every hour. Earlier, my colleague Becky Anderson spoke to the UN Special Rapporteur on Violence Against Women and Girls about these allegations. Reem Al-Salem said that some of these allegations are not new. I want you to listen uh, to what was said. We must remember that uh, these reports of sexual violence, uh, especially, I would say, uh, committed against Palestinian women, is one of many egregious human rights and humanitarian law violations that Palestinian women are being subjected to, including an unfolding genocide, uh, occupation for decades, arbitrary killing, forced starvation, 
the use of reproductive violence in particular uh, as a tool of war against them. And I would say that these allegations that we've heard uh, also are not new. Uh, they've been pointed out by human rights organizations on the ground. My colleague, the Special Rapporteur on the Occupied Territories, in her last report also pointed out that there have been long-standing reports of the ill-treatment uh, and torture that Palestinian women and sexual assault that they have faced in Israeli detention. So we are not talking about something that has just emerged after October 7th. UN Special Rapporteur on Violence Against Women and Girls, Reem Al-Salem, speaking to CNN earlier.